right. Well, go ahead and take your Bibles and go to Joshua chapter 24. Joshua chapter 24. This morning, I'm basically what I'm trying to do here is steal a message that Joshua preached. Alright, that's kind of what I'm trying to do here. And I'm going to try to preach it to you the way that I feel Joshua preached this message. So, uh, if I, what I'm going to uh, challenge you here with today and what I do in this message, it might seem a little strange because I'm going to, basically, I'm going to do what, I'm going to do what Joshua did. He tells these people, he asks them a question, he tells them something he thinks they ought to do, and then it's almost like he tries to talk them out of it. And I'm going to kind of do that with you a little bit today. So it worked for Joshua, and it worked very well, and so I thought, you know what, maybe, maybe it'll work for me. So we'll try, we'll try this out. I'm going to steal a message that was preached by Joshua years and years ago. I don't know how many thousands of years ago. But Joshua chapter 24 and verse 14 says, Now therefore, fear the Lord, and serve Him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God, He it is that brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, and which did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way wherein we went and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drave out from before us all the people, even the Amorites, which dwelt in the land. Therefore, we will also serve the Lord, for He is our God." Boy, Joshua here, he's preaching a message and it seems to be going the way every preacher would dream their message would go. He gets up and he gives them a challenge and he tells them this is what you ought to do. This is what I'm going to do. And then they all said, we're going to do the same thing. And he, Joshua tells them to make a choice. He says, choose you this day whom ye will serve. If it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, so you know, choose today. If you want to serve the other gods, then serve the other gods. But if you want to serve the Lord, you need to decide in your heart you're going to serve the Lord. And then he goes on, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I don't care what everybody else does. We're going to serve the Lord. And my, I guess what I want to throw out to you today and a question I want to ask you today is are you sure that you want God to bless our church? Are you sure you want God to bless Liberty Baptist Church? Now, I'm going to tell you right now, as for me and my house, we do. We want God to bless Liberty Baptist Church. We want it to grow. I want to see this place get full. I want to see the ministries expand. I want to see God do great things. I want to see people's lives changed. I want to see people from all different walks of life come through these doors and see God do a work in their life and change them. And I hope that's what you all want. And I challenge you to want that. I challenge you to want to see people saved and to want to see lives changed, and to want to get involved, and not just in changing and helping other people and serving other people, but in serving God. I hope that's your desire. I hope you want to serve God. I hope you want to do something for Him. I hope you want to see something accomplished here. And I'm not going to do like 
Joshua did right now and give you a chance to respond and say, hey, yeah, I want it. I'm, I'm assuming most of you probably do want it. I mean, you here you are in church on this cold, nasty, snowy day. I mean, just bad roads, bad temperatures, which causes bad moods. And you're still here anyway. So I think it's pretty safe to assume. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that that is what you want. And that was what these people wanted. They said, you know, God forbid that we should serve other gods. We remember what God did for us when He brought us out of the land of Egypt and the battles that we've won. We remember these things. Why would we want to serve any other God? And I think, you know, the same, I think you'd say the same thing. Why would we not want God to bless our church? Why would we not want others to have a part in what we're having a part in today. This is, uh, you know, I, I love this church. I think it's a wonderful place. I love the people in this church. And I've, I'm fine with there being more. And I'm, I, I want to see that, and I believe that you do too. But Joshua, though, after he goes and basically challenges them to want something, he goes, and then it's almost like he tries to talk them out of it. It's almost like he. It's like no, I don't, you guys don't you don't know what you're asking for here, and that's what I want to do today. Because I think I think if I ask for a show of hands, who wants God to bless this church? Who wants this church to grow? Who wants this place filled up? Who would like to see this place even expanded? I think you probably raise your hands. But before you do that, okay, this week of the year we usually try to you know focus on the future of Liberty Baptist Church and what God's going to do here. But I'm here to tell you today that if God blesses, there may be some things that come that you're not expecting. It may not be just like what you think. And Joshua here, he's almost like he's trying to talk them out of the decision they've just made. Look at verse 19. It says, And Joshua said unto the people, Ye cannot serve the Lord, for He is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins. And if ye forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then He will turn and do you hurt and consume you. After that, He has done you good. Say, you know what? I got. I'm going to do the same thing Joshua did. You know what? You don't want God to bless our church. I don't think you really want this church to grow. I don't because if God's going to bless our church, that means His people are being obedient to Him. You're doing what you're supposed to. That means you've gotten involved. You've gotten involved in the work. You're doing the labor. But let me tell you something. If we, you get, if you start doing this and you get into it and then you later decide you want to quit, you just want to give up and walk away from it, God's not going to just take that sitting down. God's not going to be pleased with that. God doesn't want us to start something and then not finish it. And I'm here today to tell you that, you know, you might want to reconsider. Wanting you know God to bless our church, praying for God to bless our church, praying for our church to grow, you might want to reconsider inviting other people to come here to this church and telling them about this place. Because you know what the truth is, it's it's not always easy serving the Lord. It's not. Some there's some challenges that come with serving the Lord, and especially when it involves people. You know, if we get more people here. More people, and I'm talking about for myself too as a pastor, more people means more stress. Boy, you know, I was thinking about it. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. It's like, you know, there's, sometimes, there's some advantages sometimes to 
a smaller church. It's a little easier to get to know everybody. Uh, as a pastor, it's you know a little easier for me to you know try to keep track of people, you know, and try to even remember things like birthdays and stuff, and just be there uh, when people need you. But you know, as we grow, it's going to get a little more challenging. It's going to get a little more difficult. You know, with more people comes more drama. With more people comes more drama, and you think, yeah. And I tell you, I've got my fourth daughter coming. And I'm thinking about, boy, and my kids are starting to get close to the teenage years and stuff, and I'm thinking about the drama that's going to be coming before too long in my own house. And you know, the more people you get in church, the more drama there is sometimes. Have you ever known some people that are just, boy, overly dramatic about everything? I mean, every single day they've got a new catastrophe going on and just something that's about to happen, and they're always, I mean, seems like they're just always dramatic. There's always a big deal, and they make a big deal about everything. They're always, you know, there's you get you're, we might get some of those people that like to gossip and tell stories on other people. Listen, they're out there, and I thank God we haven't had trouble with that. But you know what? We start getting more people here. There's going to be a few nosy ones that are probably going to come in and want to find out what's going on in everybody's lives and want to think it's their responsibility to tell everybody else. What's going on? You know, if we go out knocking on doors and inviting people, we might invite one of those into this church. Somebody that's going to bring drama. There's going to be there's going to be more challenges. There's going to be uh, there's going to be people that come that have kids that are just out of control during service and make noise and are are disruptive. We might have some people that come. That don't smell very good, and I mean, who knows what kind of? Th- I mean, there's all kinds of people out there that can bring all kinds of challenges. Are we sure we want God to bless our church? Are we sure we want this church to grow? Because the truth is, with growth, you know what also is going to come with that? There's going to be more bills. You know, the more that's going on in this church, the more we got to keep the heat running. The more utilities that we have to use, which is going to make our electric bills. And our utility bills, they're already terrible. They're going to go up. There's going to be more supplies and things that we're going to have to buy. Uh, those of you that help clean and stuff around the church, the church is going to get a little more messy. There's going to be a little more wear and tear. There's going to be spills and things that are going to break. And but you know, just just yesterday we went and got the floor downstairs all polished and looking nice. You know, and now those kids are all down there. They're probably going to get it all dirty and they're going to scuff it up. They scuff that floor up all the time. <laughs> And it's a lot of work cleaning that. It's a lot of work cleaning that floor. The more people that we get here, the more problems we're going to have like that. We're going to have to. You know, I hate calling these repair people out. They're expensive. But as we grow, there's going to be more of that. If God really blesses our church, and if we outgrow this place, and we have to start doing things like building projects and expansion projects, that's just more area that we've got to pay utilities on. That's more areas that have to be cleaned and more repairs, more responsibility, more everything. Are we sure we want God to bless our church? Are you sure that you want that? I don't I don't think you do. I think, you know, I don't I don't know if that's what you want at all. And you know, that's kind of what Joshua was telling these people. You cannot serve the Lord. You can't do this. I don't think y'all are cut out. And I don't think you can handle a big church. I don't think you're ready for it. I think it's going to be a lot more challenging than you think. Boy, some of you right now are thinking, forget it. <laughs> forget it right now. I'm never inviting anybody to this church again. But it kind of seems like what Joshua's doing. He's warning the people, 
Because it is, it's not always easy serving the Lord. People do. They think, I'm going to come to church. Their life's a mess. I'm going to come to church. They're going to pray for me. I'm going to get a good feeling. Uh, I'll, I'll even get saved. I'll even ask Jesus to come into my heart. And all my problems are going to magically go away. And that's not what it is. Serving the Lord is not always easy. You know, if you decide to serve the Lord, if you decide to get involved, there's going to be people, especially if the more we have, the better chance there is that you're going to get criticized. You get up here and you decide to sing a special, there might be somebody that makes fun of you in the audience. There's people out there that are rude like that. And that they're going to talk bad about how you do things. You try to help in a Sunday school class and you go and you work hard and you try to teach their kids something. You do one little thing wrong. Those kids are going to go home. They're going to tell their parents. Teacher made me sit in a bad chair. Parents are going to gossip about you. They're going to think you're the worst person in the world. And all you did was worked hard and just tried to get them to behave. Are you really sure you want to do that? Are you really sure? Because listen, if God blesses our church, we're going to have to have more workers. We're going to have to have more Sunday school teachers. And those kind of things are going to come. I'm telling you, it's no fun when you go and you put your heart into something and people just want to criticize it. Maybe we have something coming up and maybe you do the decorations and somebody says that looks tacky or that looks stupid. And you worked hard on it. You put your effort into it. And I'm telling you, the bigger the church gets, the more people there are, the more of that that's going to be going on. Are you sure that you want that? Are you really sure? It's not easy. And let me tell you something too. I believe one of the reasons that Joshua was telling them is he said it's dangerous to make promises that you can't keep. You know, we all think that we want God to bless the church. We think we want this church to grow. We think we want God to do great things. And we all, boy, you know, if we start making plans, we'll promise to get involved. We'll make commitments. Hey, I'll do this. I'll get involved in that area. But Joshua told him here, and said in verse 20, if you forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then He will turn and do you hurt and consume you after that He hath done you good. It's like you don't want to start something for God and then later back out of it. He's going to come after you if you do that. Wouldn't you be better off if you just didn't make any promises? You know, the Bible says it's better not to vow a vow than it is to make a vow and not pay it. And so I don't know, I'm not sure if we want to make too many promises to God because if we don't keep them, we're in trouble. Where we're not in that big of trouble if we don't make the promises. So maybe, maybe we ought to just forget this whole thing of God blessing the church. Maybe we ought to just go ahead and get comfortable with where we're at right now and uh, say, all right, you know, let's just, yeah. We all seem to get along with each other. I like everybody in here. Nobody's been giving me any trouble lately. Um, you know, my my hair loss that's been going started a long time ago. It's not getting any worse. So y'all, it's you know, we get more people. It might start getting worse. And uh, we don't want any of that. And it is. It's dangerous to make promises you can't keep. But if God's going to bless our church, if we're going to grow. There's going to have to be some commitment there from God's people. You know, we're all going to have to, you know, commit to getting involved and getting involved not only just physically, but even in getting involved financially. Boy, that that can be challenging. That can be tough. And we don't want to make promises we can't keep. You know, missionaries. Wow. Do we really want to get more missionaries? Do we really want to promise these people 
that we're going to support them monthly and help them out on the mission field, and then later things get tight, we still need to give them that money. We've we've committed to this. We've promised them that. And wouldn't we be better off if we just never promised them in the first place? We can't we can't support missionaries. We can't do that. Are you sure you want God to bless the church? Boy, you're right thing right now. <laughs> no. And Joshua, he goes on in verse 21. And it says, And the people said unto Joshua, Nay, but we will serve the Lord. You know, Joshua couldn't talk them out of it. They said, He went and told them all this. He's like, You can't, you, you cannot serve the Lord. He basically told them, You can't even do this. Have you ever had somebody do that where maybe you were challenged to do something? Maybe you challenged yourself to do something. You know, I'm going to go join this sport. Ah, oh, you're not going to be able to do that. You're going to stink at that sport. Well, that's almost what Joshua did to these people here. We're going to serve the Lord. No, you're not. You can't serve the Lord. And they said, but they, you know what they did? They said, nay, but we will serve the Lord. And then Joshua said unto the people, Ye are witnesses against yourselves that ye have chosen you, the Lord, to serve Him. And they said, We are witnesses. Now therefore, Put away, said he, the strange gods which are among you, and incline your heart unto the Lord God of Israel. And the people said unto Joshua, The Lord our God will we serve, and His voice will we obey. Notice what he tells them here. He told them this before. If you're going to serve the Lord, you're going to have to put away the other gods. You're going to have to get rid of them. Are you really sure you want God to bless this church? Because if God's going to bless this church, you're going to have to give some things up. There's some things you're going to have to give up. Listen, if God is not, God doesn't use dirty vessels. If we've got sin and garbage in our life, then God's not going to be able to use us. And you know what? A lot of people like their sin. They like the things, those carnal things that they do. They like those worldly pleasures. There's other things that they would rather be involved in than be involved in church and in righteousness. And are you? You really want to give things up because if God's going to bless our church, there's some sin and junk in your life you're going to have to give up. You can't have any other God before Him. You're going to have to take this serious. I mean, if, if us as a church, if we want God to really bless us and to really do something, and to use us, we're going to have to give some things up. There's going to be times when you're you're going to be tired and you're not going to feel like coming to the house of God and, you're, and, and serving the Lord, but you're going to have to do it anyway. And you're not going to feel like it. You're, you might have to give up some of your TV time so you can put in some study for that Sunday school lesson. You might have to give up some of that. You might have to miss your favorite TV show. They might start having it come on TV when we have service going on. You might have to give up some of those things. Are you sure you want to do that? Are you sure you want to give up any of your sins? Boy, if you start getting involved and getting involved financially and giving of your tithes and offerings and maybe giving extra to missions, there's some extra things that you might not be able to buy for yourself. You might not be able to buy some of the nicer name brand clothes. You might have to drive a cheaper automobile. If you decide that you're going to serve the Lord and put Him first and, and get involved in the work of the Lord, you're not going to have as much money to do some of the fun things that you would like to do. Are you really sure that you want to do that? And because you know that I don't want to get into my message tonight, but my message tonight is basically there is a cost, and people think that they should be able to have whatever they want to have these days, and it not cost them anything. And you know what? There's a cost to serving the Lord. There's some you're gonna have to give up some sin. Are you sure you want to do that? 
So I, I, I know most churches don't pre- ever preach against sin and giving up sin, but it's all over the Bible. Especially you want God's blessing, it's all over the Bible. There's, you're going to have to forsake your sin. Are you sure you want to do that? And Paul and or Paul, Joshua, he tells them, he says, "All right, it's like put then put away the other gods." He got specific. Some of you got other gods in your homes. You got other gods that you're trying to serve. You really want to serve the Lord? You can't do it with those in your house. It's just not going to happen. You're going to have to get rid of them. And he told them to give up some things. And then, so then in verse 25, it says, so Joshua, they, they still wanted to serve the Lord. Verse 24, it says, the Lord our God will we serve and His voice will we obey. He couldn't talk them out of it. And in verse 25, it says, and Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and set them a statute and an ordinance in Shechem. And Joshua wrote these words in the book of the law of God and took a great stone and set it up there under an oak that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said unto all the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness unto us, for it hath heard all the words of the Lord which He spake unto us. It shall be therefore a witness unto you, lest ye deny your God. So Joshua let the people depart every man into his inheritance. And you know what? We see as we read, if you read the rest of this chapter, these people, they fulfilled their commitment. They serve the Lord. Those people for the rest of their lives, they serve the Lord. All the, for the, all the days of Joshua, they serve the Lord. And the Bible says that all the elders that outlived Joshua, they serve the Lord. It wasn't until another generation, you know the story in Judges. We get to Judges, where Judges is all Israel forsook the Lord. They got in trouble. They called on the Lord. God got them out of trouble. Forsook the Lord. This is before Judges. I mean, this is this was a this was a totally different generation later when that happened. These people fulfill their commitment. They serve the Lord. Joshua, he made something. He set something up to remind them of a decision. He took a big rock and he, they set it up there. I don't know. Maybe it was a big rock. Maybe it was abnormal looking where they set it. And that rock's a reminder. This heard you. This heard what you said. This heard the decision you made to serve the Lord. And I'm here today to tell you folks that if you want God to bless our church, if you really want it, because I'm going to tell you right now, even after all those scary things I told you, I want it bad. I really do. You're thinking, why? I'll tell you in a minute. But I do. I want it bad. I want God to bless our church. I want to see great things happen. But you know what? I'm just, I've been around this long enough that if God does bless our church and as this church grows, these things that we talk about, they're going to come. And you know what? I don't want you all quitting whenever that happens. Whenever somebody criticizes something you do when they when they shouldn't unjustly. Whenever you're the one that's gossiped about. Listen, I hate gossip. I hate it. But you know what? It's It happens. It's going to happen. I wish we could find some way. You know, I wish we were allowed biblically to cut their tongues out and things like that so they can never do it again. But we're not allowed to do that. We'd get in big trouble with the law if we did that. And I, I wish I could promise you nobody's ever going to say a negative thing about you and you're always going to be treated fair and everybody that's going to come is going to you know, do the right thing. But it doesn't always happen that way. It, it just doesn't. And it's one of those things you just got to kind of learn to let some things roll off you and just remind yourself of who you're really serving. We're serving the Lord. And you know what? Who cares? Yeah, I didn't get treated fair. Maybe, you know what? I didn't get, maybe, uh, you're not going to get the recognition that you deserve. Maybe I'm going to get up here and I'm going to give somebody else the credit for something that you did. And maybe I give one person the credit and just forget, I'm not going to be perfect on these things. But 
Are you serving me? Are you serving us? Are you serving the Lord? And if you make that decision, if that's what you want, if that's, I mean, I, I thought maybe, maybe we ought to do something like that, you know, just put something up, you know, get, you know, get a big stone or something. You're all here. It all heard you. It all heard you say that you wanted to serve the Lord. And just because, you know, some gossip said stuff about you, this thing heard what you said. It said you're going to serve the Lord. It didn't say you're going to serve, you know, Mrs. Talks a lot. It didn't, it's, it, it heard you. And we need to remember that, and that's what Joshua did. He set up a reminder. Because here's the, and here's the conclusion: serving the Lord, it's always worth it. I'm, it. I'm not saying it's never challenging. It does get challenging sometimes, but it's always worth it. And when we're busy serving the Lord, and here's another thing too. I, I didn't talk a whole lot about this, but when you get busy serving the Lord, you know who notices? Satan. If we start serving the Lord and being obedient to God and God starts blessing, Satan is not just going to be like, oh, look, God's blessing that church and everybody's doing good. I'm going to leave them alone. No, no, that's going to get us on his radar. You decide, you start giving up sin in your life, you start getting victory over sin in your life, Satan's not going to sit around and just watch that happen. He's going to get involved. He's going to be busy attacking. Us asking God to bless our church is basically us also asking for the attacks of Satan. Because they they come hand in hand. And yes, God can overcome them, but you're going to have to have some faith. And Brother Sean talked about in Sunday school this morning. It's going to, you're going to have to have some faith. You're going to have to have some patience. You're going to have to have some thick skin. I'm telling you, people sometimes in church, they can say... They say terrible things. And I mean, really can get you down. You're supposed to get lifted up when you come to church. But Satan, he knows how to get that one in there that always knows the wrong thing to say at the perfect time. He knows how to do that. He's going to be busy attacking. And eventually, what happens sometimes after we serve the Lord and God blesses and Satan starts attacking, we get our eyes on the battles and the challenges and we decide to quit fighting and quit serving. We'll get to think about you know, as the church grows and we we have some battles and we're trying to figure out, you know, how we're gonna, you know, pay these bigger bills that we have now because more is going on. It's gonna be very tempting and very easy to say, you know, back before, back when we were a smaller church, back before so and so came to our church, <laughs> it was a lot better around here. I've heard people say that, you know, before so and so came, things were a lot better around here. And you know what? It'll be real tempting to say, you know what, I'd rather go back to that. You know what the children of Israel used to say all the time? We should have stayed in Egypt. And what a foolish thing that was for them to say, but that's what they said because they got tired of the attacks. They got tired of the challenges. And if we get our eyes focused on things, we're going to quit serving. And when we give, and you know what? When you give up, when you quit, the attacks will stop. Those attacks will. They'll stop. But so will the victories. And you know what? That's what it's all about. There's going to be all that other stuff that goes on, but let me tell you something. The victories make it all worth it. They, the victories, a life without victory is a life in defeat. I tell you, there's nothing more exciting than seeing people give their heart to Christ and to see, see lives change and to see marriages that are about to fall apart get back together and become strong. To maybe see that rebellious child, you know, get, get his heart right with his parents, to get right with God, to see those things. It is worth it. 
It is wonderful. Yes, there are so many other challenges that are that that come with it, but they are all worth it. Those victories, they make it all worth it. I think about in our country today, the the liberties and things that we get to enjoy, they didn't come without a lot of battles. There were some hard fought wars and there were many defeats. But thank God, they for those victories they had, it made it worth it. It really did. And I'm here today to tell you that if God blesses our church, it's not going to come without challenges. They are going to be there for sure. As sure as I'm standing here today, they are going to come. But I'm also here today to tell you that if we'll stick it out, if we'll stay faithful, if we'll continue to serve the Lord, that it will be worth it. It will be worth it. Mark my words, it will be worth it. A life without victory is a life lived in defeat. You know, there's many people out there today, they're not... They, they're not getting burned. They're not getting gossiped about. They're not having any of that happen to them. But they're also not having any victory. They're not, they're not doing anything for God. And someday, they, if they're saved, they're going to stand before God and they're not going to have any rewards that they can cast at the feet of the Savior. And I, I can promise you when that day comes, they're going to wish they'd have taken the criticism. They'd have wished they'd have put up with the annoying people. Boy, it's amazing just the little things sometimes in people that'll get them out of church. I I just I can't stand going to the church anymore. I can't stand listening to so and so sing. They sing so loud. Uh, or I, I people say things like that person that they think they think they're so spiritual. So you're going to quit serving God. You're going to quit going to church because of what you think somebody thinks. Did you hear them say that? Did you actually hear them say they think they're they're that spiritual? And even if they do, who cares? I mean, who really cares? Well, that person, they think I'm ugly. So? Alright. Are you married to them? Alright, if your wife thinks you're ugly or something, then maybe that's a problem. But who cares if it's anybody else? They don't like my outfit. So? <laughs> who cares? It doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. But those things sometimes are what get people completely out of it. And if God blesses our church, and I believe He's going to, and if our church grows, I, I was thinking about the future and the things that I would like to see God do. I, you know, it does. It comes to my mind all the challenges that will come with it. And I thought, you know what? I just I'm going to warn everybody because I know I know y'all want God to bless our church, but there's stuff that comes with it. But if we'll stick it out and we'll put up with it, it's all worth it. It will all be worth it. So let's all stand together. Heads bowed, eyes closed.